you know, we're, we're, you know, we're so denied that you know this, right? You know that we are so good at giving away our time for free and not valuing our service. And for years, we have been having conversations at length with clients on the phone that if you had the same conversation with a lawyer, you'd get a $200 bill for Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yes. And our clients, and this, this is what we've noticed here. So we, we uh, took, you know, started doing our telemedicine calls three weeks ago. Um, and now we might be doing somewhere between three or five calls a day. And, and those calls are generated not at the minute by people phoning up and asking for telehealth calls, but people phoning up and asking for other things. So perhaps it's the owner who wants uh, prescription medication. We've never seen the pet before. We've been given some leniency by our, our our board here is called the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons. You probably knew that already. Um, and, uh, and so they've given us a, a bit of slack to be able to make decisions you know, when we haven't got the full VCPR in place. We don't have that patient-client relationship happening. And in the instances where we feel it's justifiable, putting in all of the input, constituents to that decision. So, so we're able to use telehealth a little bit. And certainly one of the things that we have seen is some clients get mad because they're like, hey, you would have just done this before. It's just a phone call. Um, and now it's, now it's like, no, if you want to practice to exist at the end of this, we need to generate some revenue and put off your call that's actually of value. Now that's not how we're putting it to the client, of course. But we are internally having that sort of the same question. I think that Alice is asking there is how how do you um, position this as a value proposition to the client? Or something we used to do for free. For years and years and years, I have talked to veterinarians about not giving away their time and how valuable their this, their brain. This is what we pay for. It's that intellectual property. And, you know, Dave, you and I both create content for presentations and for, um, you know, our webinars and we do speaking at conferences and we charge for that. So it's the very much the same thing as we are giving you our intellectual property and we expect to be paid for it. Now, you know, you and I right now, we're giving it all away for free, but that's okay. Right? Yeah. Um, but that's okay. But, but truthfully, it is, it is the receptionist and how they gracefully move that uh, into the telehealth consultation because uh, I worked the front desk for many, many years in my practices, and I know from answering the phone for so long that when people call up and they say, hey, my dog is doing this, this, and this, I would typically say, well, that is very concerning, and if you're concerned enough to call, I think that it's wise that the doctor see that, let me make you an appointment, and here's the times I have available. Well, obviously, we can have them come in unless we think it's, you know, an urgent or emergent case. So we would say, well, you know, since we're under these restrictions, we have a great opportunity for you to see the doctor without having to leave your house. And here's how we can set this up. And, and however you have either have a true uh, tool that is a telehealth tool or you have set up a patchwork combination of Zoom or FaceTime or whatever, because I've seen it all. Um, yeah. Then, you know, let's put that together. And it is about that graceful transfer over and the suggestion. And the funny thing is, is that the veterinary community is the one who feels the clients won't pay. 
We have always felt that. We have always been our own worst enemy and shot ourselves in the foot. If the clients don't object, they're very used to doing this with their own medical care. Yep. And, you know, of course, you guys are in a little different situation because here in the States, I mean, we have to pay for everything. And you have the um, health system there. But, you know, if they're used to paying for a visit with their veterinarian. And you say, hey, you know, we can keep you safe. You don't have to leave the house. This is a great convenience to you. And I've really been advocating for telehealth in practices for over two years now. The telemedicine, I believe, is the wave of the future. And I think that wise practices right now will train their clients to use it in the pandemic. And they will love it so much that when we come back, and we are once again shorthanded veterinarians because we have been for several years now, or RVTs or, or licensed veterinary nurses, then we can highly leverage the people that we have on our team and, and make these calls much more profitable than they are by having people actually come into the clinic. Agreed. There's just, we just need to work out which ones actually require physical examination. And those ones are the ones people are happy to pay for and which ones not so much. Right. Uh, and there's plenty of them.